look, we've had some successes and we've had some fail forwards. Like this is what we've learned. Investors' money is number one. And then for us as a as investors, our team is the most important. We're better syndicators for it. Listen, too many successful business owners spend most of our waking hours working in our businesses in order to keep the money flowing and protect everything we put in our one basket. We're making great money, but we still yearn for that truly passive, earn-while-you-sleep income we desired when we first went down the entrepreneurial journey. We could put it back into our businesses, but then the cycle seems to continue. Our goal really should be to have multiple income streams that don't rely on our daily involvement. The problem is we don't know where to put it or who to trust. This show focuses on ways business owners and professionals can put their hard-earned profits to work so that your investments help reduce your tax bill and produce truly passive income today that you can enjoy. We're going to discuss business, tax strategies, entrepreneurial journeys, and investing in assets that make sense to business owners, all while not giving up control to Wall Street or a financial advisor. I'm Brian O'Neill, and welcome to the Harder Working Money Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Harder Working Money Podcast. So this episode was recorded at the Adventures Investment Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, that I was a co-host at a few weeks ago. Now, these attendees, their names are Liz and Barbie, and they are newer to the real estate world. And this is sort of their starting out story of the ups and downs of becoming a syndicator and some of the trials and tribulations of decisions that you have to make that are either good for you or good for your investors. And they obviously made the right decision. And you should check out this story because it really shows behind the scenes what kind of person you want to make sure is running the deals that you're investing in. So check it out. Hey, so we're back on the Harder Working Money podcast and we're doing Real People in Real Estate. We're at the Scottsdale, Arizona Adventures Investment Summit. And we're here with Liz and Barbie. Awesome having you guys on. They're the two of the attendees here of the 40 people that are spending four days in Scottsdale in a mastermind that's focused on real estate of all kinds, but a lot of it multifamily, self-storage, things like that. You guys have some experience in real estate and you just want to sort of share some of the positives and negatives of it. I mean, nothing's perfect. It's a business. So there are right. downsides and things that go wrong and how you deal with those, what can happen, what to watch out for, what you do next time. You want to sh share that story a little bit? We were talking to a coach that we had and, and we still have, and they brought a deal to us. We said, wow, this looks like a great deal. And in those conversations, we realized that other people were looking at the deal. You know, we raced into something because we were excited right. about the opportunity and it didn't work out. So we found the deal first and then we formed the team around that. And we learned that that wasn't the ideal way to do it. You know, something happened during the underwriting, something happened during the process that wasn't ideal. And so we learned that, you know, it wasn't going to work out. And so what do we do now that we've taken our investors' money and we're about to put it into the deal? We decided to do the best thing, which was return their money and say that, you know, something happened in the underwriting that was unexpected. We overlooked something. It's not a good deal now. We don't trust it. We don't trust our own money in it. And so we're definitely not going to put your money into this deal. So here's your money back. It wasn't, you know, a very sexy thing to do, but we, you know, at the end of the day, their, their capital is way more important than ours. And so we took a loss. And what did we learn from that? We learned that the, you know, our team is everything, That's you right. know, and instead of the opportunity, we decided to kind of take a step back yeah. and figure out who we wanted to really work with. And so really investing the time and the energy and finding the right folks, you know, instead of getting into more deals and kind of pushing forward, we decided to take that time and find the right folks, which I feel like we've done 
We're fine. Yes, we're at a good spot now. So yeah, investors money is number one. And then for us as a as investors, our team is the most important. Second to investors money is the foundation of who we are as investors and our team. Mm-hmm. And so we took a year off to kind of recalibrate and figure out what are we doing this for? Who are we doing this for? And what what kind of syndicators do we want to be? So we took a year off, went around the U.S. in an RV. And the second we got, we came back, we were like team first. So we started to network with, you know, old relationships that we needed to get in touch with, foster those, you know, get in. We really revisited those relationships that lifted us up. And we were like, we're ready to be serious players and syndicators and we had this one setback but the education from that will make us better in the future so we're ready we're here we made some great new and like i said fortified old relationships and now we have the foundation the team in place and now the deals are coming and you know they're not um it's a tough market but we're confident that we have a good foundation and things that come our way now it's it's, it's up from here so it was a great lesson and what's important. Yeah, it says something about you guys as, you know, GPs on a deal or a deal that you're looking at that doesn't work out. I heard a experienced general partner syndicator be like, I'm okay if I lose money. I'm not okay if my investors lose money. And mm-hmm. some people would have pushed that deal through, just protect, I assume, your earns money deposit that went hard or something like that. Yeah. Just, uh, oh, we'll make it work because I don't want to take a huge hit. But the ones that that seem to make it long term, the ones that have, you know, sometimes written a big check. For example, I I put my money with a syndicator that was in a oil and gas deal and they had raised millions of dollars and they were about to send it to the operator that they were partnered with. And then a report wouldn't come back. They kept asking like, hey, I need to see this. And it wouldn't come back. And they're like, something doesn't feel right. And they gave him a deadline, like, I need to see this documentation before I put my investor's money here. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. And the, this person made a phone call and said, I'm sending all the money back to you guys because this doesn't something's wrong here. I'm not going to do it. Two months later, I think the SEC stepped in. So they didn't lose money at that point. But a little face credibility a little bit. Yep. But mm-hmm. only short term. Because at first, like, oh, whoa, you almost put money into a deal that was going to lose money. But, but the fact that you're willing to, like, take, you know, a little pie to the face, be like, I may have missed something here. I'm going to send my, send the money back to you folks instead of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have that look on my, f- if that makes sense. I'm not explaining it well. No, but totally. Because that's. It pays off long term. Like, it, it's horrible yeah. when it happens, but there's so many stories about people that have even written personal checks to investors that lost money on a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those people have invested with them for the last 15 years because of it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, that when we meet investors that we come across now that who are interested in investing. That's part of our story that we share with them is that, look, we've had some successes and we've had some fail forwards. Like this is what we've learned. Mm-hmm. We're better syndicators for it. We realize what's important. And that transparency has, you know, they've thanked us in those initial interviews. Like, wow, that's that says something about you that you're able to talk about your wins and your losses because apparently that's not always shared. You know, I guess some some investors always have wins, but it's the losses are well, you are just want to hear about the good stuff, you know, yeah. always. Okay, I just have to jump in here real quick. I hope you're loving this episode as much as I am. 
This show is sponsored by my company, Passive Capital Partners. If you agree with the advice and philosophies we discussed on the show and want to go deeper, visit business2wealth.com and sign up with us and receive monthly advice and investment opportunities that are specifically tailored for business owners and professionals. Also, to get all my content to stay up to date, make sure to follow me on social media at Brian O'Neill Investor. And finally, follow and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Okay, back to the episode. I forget who the quote was that I heard say it, and I'll, I'll butcher, I'm sure, but like, oh, it was Dave Ramsey. I don't agree with Dave Ramsey on a lot of things, but he had some quote, and I'll butcher it, basically like, when my career is over, I want to stand on a pile of failures, I think is what he said, or something like that. Basically, great CEOs aren't paid what they're paid because they were successful every time. It's because you're paying them for the experience of all the failures or missteps or almost or okay things. That's what you're going for. So yeah. it's sort of part of it. It takes a while to get there too, because we're we're taught so much that you have to be right all the time, mm-hmm. and yeah. most of the people that get the farthest were wrong many times before they got there. <laughs> right, true. So, what assets are you looking? At, are you guys looking at? Is it only multifamily or broader? Well, we're actually um, passives in an RV park, which has been interesting. Um, it's tough market for all asset classes right now, so that was interesting because it was a ground up as well. It wasn't just. It's a multi-phase project, so there's new construction. There's some retail, retail stuff that we're looking at as well, but really apartments are our focus. Yeah. So. What do you guys do before real estate? I spent many years in the hospitality world. Um, I'm I sorry. ran restaurants, and so <laughs> I did the hard work, many hours. Yeah, put in a lot of hard time. <laughs> yeah, but you're amazing in any stressful situation. She keeps me definitely calm because when you're dealing with hungry people, <laughs> who are dissatisfied with some level of yeah service Customer or satisfaction. Service, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, and I'm a software developer, and so more analytical side of it. But yeah, and I think we're we're a good team because even though I'm the analytical one, I'm also the I guess the face to face networker. You know mm-hmm. that I enjoy that that piece of the connection. Um, even though you can tolerate any stressful situation. <laughs> Yeah, we so, make a good yeah, stressful situation, yep. getting things done, operations. I mean, I own several restaurants for six years, so oh, I, wow. I totally get there's <laughs> – it's a business. It's just another it's, business. People think it's just food and drinks, but it's it's like a little factory. It yeah, it's like you're special, running a little factory with – a special personality. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely. A good, it's a good, I, I learned more probably from the restaurant industry in six years than I did in 15 years in the construction industry mm-hmm. probably. It's mm. just faster. The problems pop up quicker. Mm-hmm. There's no downtime. The cash flow is a lot of money coming in and out. Very little. It's, you well, know, and it, now it's not t- slow. It's quick. It's right. a quick business. And right. now when we talk about the asset management piece as far as multifamily, I'm like, I'm in it. I do it. I yeah. did it. You know, yeah. um, contractors, employees. I mean, got the, it. The nitty gritty of food costs and material, just <laughs> yeah. down to the cents. Definitely. And there's just lots of volume. And yep. like it, there's so many similar things between real estate and restaurants and any other business honestly but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's it's interesting how similar they sort of are when you sit in an asset management call for for a restaurant yeah for a hospitality or a restaurant or asset management call for i guess not for multifamily. Mm -hmm. there's like the names are different on the expense columns and the income columns but the issues are almost exactly the same all the same true very similar Mm -hmm. so your company is be property investors where do you want to go with it? What do you want to grow it into? Our goal is to help people retire gracefully. Like my mother is a an immigrant from Mexico, and so she has yet to retire. 
And so that's that's been my goal. She is 78 now, okay. taking care of my disabled father and helping with grandkids and just she should be you know, hanging out with them all the time. And so that's been a, that's been a why for me for a while is to help people retire um, that don't really know how. So the baby boomers are the biggest demographic in this country and, you know, some are still working out there. So if I can help in any way with that demographic, that would be amazing. So that's awesome. Um, that's our goal is to help, um, you know, everyone. We, we had a goal of a hundred this year to mm -hmm. help out and we have probably about 20 that we've started and continued their journey in investing so yeah i think there's some belief for people that don't know real estate they just see the the giant trumps out there and things like that that they're just greedy real estate people right but almost everyone especially syndicators that bring in normal retail individual investors they love the feeling of sending those checks to yes. people and mm -hmm. they don't have to do much work for them and they get a, a great return and they partnered with them i think you see the they love that feeling to yes. send those emails and those checks to see people get their their investments and returns back. Definitely. Yes. So, awesome. Well, it's great having you guys on. It's way people can get out to reach you. Yes, we are bepropertyinvestors.com. And you are in charge of all the socials. Do you want to share your all your social <laughs> channels? I think the website's really the best way. We'd love to kind of connect with people from there. So Got it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks Sounds for coming good. on. Appreciate Thank you it. so much. Yep.